0: What's up? We are back with Lipstick Diaries Podcast. I'm back in full effect I'm your girl Tisha. You know we do this every week, right? Okay. Today I got a special episode for you. I got a special guest. He's been a mentor of mine for years in this nightlife industry. A lot of you know, um, if you watched the first episode, you know that I um, was a nightlife and club promoter um, previously, right? And so in that industry, he was my mentor. Um, He has a lot of good things coming up. His name is Jay Neely, big time, top promoter in, in Detroit. Um, just made some, some real dynamic moves, and we're going to talk to him about that later on today. But first, before we smear any lipstick, I got to get into my positive words, right? Uh, first things first, there is no dream too big, okay? No dream too big. Um, there are people who tell you that you can't do something because they can't do it, you know what I'm saying? Because they it's too far off for them to see. So to them... You can't do it either. Don't listen to them people. Okay? If you got a dream, you make it happen. You turn that dream into a plan, that plan into a goal, and that goal into a... It, it happened, okay? Don't worry about what people say about what you can and can't do because they project their fears on you. We, we ain't living like that no more, okay? So, I want to start with today's lipstick. This is called Bodiqua. This is by Britt Roses. Okay? As you can see, um, it's like a kind of like a purplish color you can kind of see it it is a matte lip 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 gloss um i love this lip gloss because it's so light and it's so sheer on the lips it's not you know how sometimes some lip gloss to be too thick and gummy and this ain't that okay so check her out brit rose okay brit rose beauty check that out and then today's lashes comes from um color me exquisite okay um i've had these lashes for a while actually (laughs) and i purchased these from her at a um a pop-up shop right and i just never i guess i never really had a reason to wear them so i found i was like oh i'm gonna wear these today so shout out to her i'll tag her information too um but let's get into this episode let's smear this lipstick y'all ready let's go
1: right in your face
0: and i want to thank jay neely for being on the podcast today what's up jay
1: neely what's going on good to see you good to see you homie you
0: too.
1: good to see you we um, we go way time. back yeah we go way back though you know
2: that
0: uh yeah and so that's yeah. why I, I want to, to say we got to start the podcast off with how we even came into the to the frame with each other first okay
1: of all, <laughs> let's first do of it all, let's take
0: it back, back. university
1: yeah, Eagles. My Eagles. I met some of my best people in my life. I'm not gonna lie. In my college years at EMU, I I really got some good relationships from people up there at Eastern. A lot of hustlers, a lot of go getters. Uh-huh. So I, I appreciate all my relationships from my EMU days for sure.
0: Yep, I feel the same way. A lot of my, a lot of people I met at Eastern, I'm still in contact with now. Um, still building connections with and relationships with. And you're right, it's I met a lot of hustlers and go getters out of EMU. Yeah, so that was a blessing. I didn't even want to go to EMU in the beginning, but <laughs> it was a blessing. Yeah. So, the first time I met Jay Neely, it was my freshman year at EMU. Okay. <laughs>
1: Everybody, what knew- year was it again? What year was it again? It was
0: 2007? 2007.
1: Okay. Yep. Everybody yeah, yeah.
0: knew who Jay Neely was on that campus but me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the football team and he was throwing all the parties, right? So, this is you gotta understand how long this man been in the game. I'm about to really show your long longevity. Oh man! Oh, this is man. when you had to literally get flyers made and print them off and pass them out to people. Okay.
2: Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> Facebook was Facebook was out, but it wasn't the the most popular means of doing your events and getting stuff out it wasn't there the yet. Most
0: effective way of doing things. Right. The
1: time. Right.
0: So, so he comes to my door. I was already annoyed because a lot of the football team was doing this prank <laughs> where it was knocking on the girls' doors and, and running. So, I thought he was one of them. So, I yanked the door. I'm like, what? <laughs> he was like, oh, my name is John Neely. Everybody go call me Jay Neely. I got a fire and ice party at Papio's. Here's oh, my party.
1: God. Papio's I days.
0: Said, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, so he Jay Neely. That was the first party I went to in my college years was fire and ice at Papio's.
1: That's what's up.
0: And ever since then, I don't know a time where Jay Neely wasn't promoting. Like <laughs> That
1: was um, one of my... Oh, seven was that year. Like Papio's was like the first venue that I ever really locked down and did something Mm -hmm. on my own. So those were good times for sure. And, you know, just walking through those dorms, I used to literally like knock on every single door. We did a thing called what I what I coined the the dorm storm where I get a crew. Yeah, I get a crew of people and uh, we would get kicked out sometimes. So we had to do it kind of low key and we would all if we had to get signed in, we'd get signed in. But we kick flyers on the doors. We'd knock on doors, but it, for me, it was just a chance to really meet people on the ground level, introduce myself, and get the word out.
0: Right, right. It was, it worked because it it kind of made it put you in a position where you you kind of was able to interact with the people who were coming to your event right, before exactly, yeah, yeah. So you were ahead of time.
1: Yeah. So, and um, I I love that. You know, it's like I tried my best to be that type of approachable person, whereas like I ain't. I'm not big on just trying to be cool and look cool right. at the party. No, I really want to rock with people. I want y'all to come like when I, I love to talk to somebody and then see them out because it just gives me that incentive to make sure they had the best time of their life that night. You know, so I'm going right. to make them turnt up. Like I told you it was going to be good. Didn't I? You came, you actually showed up. So now it's my turn to show you love, you know?
0: Right. And make sure you're having a good time, which you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, um, definitely. So, Let's let's jump into it. So, like I said, he, he I found out about Janelle Lee college. I mean, his uh, promoting career in college. So, is that where you started? You started in college,
1: right? Yeah, I started in, and it's crazy because I never, you know, most of my life I never was like a big partier like that per se. Really? You know, I had never had like a big, uh like birthday party and stuff like that. I was more like in high school. I was so focused on school and sports. That's pretty much all I had. I mm-hmm. went to U of D Jesuit, so. It was an all-guy school, so I was forced to be focused. You know, I was around girls a little bit still, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't out there too much. I was focused, busy. Like, UD Jesuit is that college preparatory, damn near harder than my college. So, you know, I was focused, you know what I'm saying, from from that standpoint. So it took a while for me to, you know, get out there and really start getting into it. But the first time that I ever got into promotion, it was a, a female that worked for the football staff. And she was promoting events at the time. And um, I just wanted to do a birthday celebration this year. I'm like, I might as well invite some teammates. So I told everybody on the team, like I approached her and she said, you know, I'll put your name on the flyer. We'll treat this as your birthday celebration, but um, you have to help me promote the two Sundays before your party. Okay. in order for me to do that i'm like oh that's cool you know so she mm-hmm. just handed me a stack of flyers it was at a club called oz in mm-hmm. uh ann arbor um okay. which eventually turned into into the fifth quarter so oh, okay. okay, yeah I so it was it was before the fifth quarter even came so mm-hmm. um so I, I just started doing what we talked about earlier and that was like going dorm to dorm passing out flyers and then doing that i'm like oh this is kind of cool i'm meeting a lot of people you know, I was kinda I had a girlfriend, freshman year of college. I was chilling for the most part. So it was just a good chance to get out and meet people and network. So you
0: right.
1: know it ended up catching on and I stuck with it ever since.
0: Okay, all right. Okay, so that make a lot of sense then. <laughs> Cause now yeah. and then you just answer my question. I was gonna ask, did you ever really enjoy partying or going clubbing or was
1: that um you know what's crazy? My my freshman year of, of college was great. Football was going really good, but our head coach got fired. I really enjoyed, like, freshman year football was amazing. And then after the season, that's when I found out that, okay, football is not just fun no more. This is a job. This is a this is a business. It's like a tough job with a tough boss. When that new coach <laughs> came in, he was kicking our butt, you know what I'm saying? We up. I, I got a real taste of what it was like to be a student athlete, like, up at 4.30 in the morning to be at practice at 5.00. Then I got an Uh 8 a.m. class and it was it was kicking my Uh butt that second semester. First semester, I flying colors easy. Second semester, I got a little lazy. I ended up dropping a class Uh that I wasn't supposed to drop. So at the end of that semester, I was ineligible to play football my sophomore year of college. But but I was such a good player that they didn't strip my scholarship, but they put me through hell like I had to do a lot of extra workouts that whole year i had to be at practice before practice running sprints and doing all types of stuff but that down year was the year that i was like okay i had a roommate that was lit shout out to my guy uh, pierre walker he was a he was a great uh high school player at central and then at eastern he was good as well but he was the one getting me like out of my shell a little bit like come on dog let's let's party man let's (laughs) let's go out let's kick it a little bit And at that time on campus you know it was a lot more parties and events back then you know it was yeah. like the Qs had stuff popping the Kappas. shout mm-hmm. to rico you know taylor rico. may rico was out there doing his thing so at that point i was just having fun learning a little bit before i even this was before i like probably the year before i got into promoting and doing the flyers and stuff
0: okay all right so you said you started off you wanted to do a birthday party and the girl said i'll do it but you got to
1: promote two sundays before my birthday okay so after the birthday party go how did Papio's come about okay so Papio's came about um so basically i had been at it a little bit um working with other teams but i'm like man we need our own stuff at that time the deals weren't that great because first of all they didn't want black people partying that much they didn't want to give it up to black people they didn't want to give out these nights Especially to a college crowd that's not necessarily drinking. Half of the crowd may drink, half may not. So the liquor sales aren't what the liquor sales are now, and what we do with the twenty-one and up crowd. So it's they were giving.
2: Liability.
1: Yeah, so they they were giving out a lot of bold deals to be honest, and they weren't trying to work with a lot of promoters. So um Papio's was really one of the only nightclubs in the Ypsilanti area. Most mm-hmm. of the venues were in Ann Arbor, so I'm like, man. If we can get this venue here, I know the campus will go crazy. So me and my partner at the time, Alan Kozart, shout out to Cozart. Shout out to um, We literally drove to the venue and just asked to meet with the owner. We talked to him. We told him our idea that, you know, we're college students. We're student athletes. We'll bring a responsible crowd in. We'll, we'll do a dress code, whatever you want. Just please let us get a night here. Let us prove to you, you know, we own our business. We're not just some wild kids trying to party. Right. So he told us, no, <laughs> <So> <laughs> we understood what it was, but we stayed persistent. We literally drove back to that venue every Friday for probably over a month. I think it was probably six Fridays in a row. We drove up there to just see him again. We, we told him, like, I, I remember the first night we went, it was an OK crowd, but it wasn't good. we told him, like. You're losing out on money rocking with us, you man. You can do better you. than this. Yes. So it just, every week we kept going, and the crowd was dying. Crowd was dying until he eventually gave us a chance.
0: Okay. All right. All right. And that chance blew up because I, yeah. I don't remember nobody having Papios <laughs> besides you. matter want to think about it. Yeah, that
1: um, first that first night was crazy. I think we did, like, six, 700 people. We had a line outside. It, it was a good look. Yeah. You know something good for the campus, and and the owner w- was really good. He actually passed away. His name was Mark, oh. and uh, he was a great guy, and I and I appreciated his loyalty and even giving young black kids a chance. Right, pe- people don't see like some of the back end. I know you understand, but the back end side of business and college kids trying to find a way to make some money. You know they could be doing some illegal stuff. They could be doing whatever, mm-hmm. but you know he really believed in what we d- were trying to do, and he gave us a chance. So I always gr- uh. I'm always grateful for that for man, sure.
0: Yeah, shout out to Mark, man, and, and, and my condolences to his family. I didn't know he passed away. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, okay, so Papios popped off and and just a little fun fact, everybody, uh <laughs> we had we always had an official icebreaker, but he always had the unofficial icebreaker. But we also yeah, just yeah. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> official, right. But we was looking for that poppy Icebreaker. That's what we cared about. Exactly. did numbers, and every year that I was there, it did numbers. Yeah,
1: I appreciate um,
0: that. It was actually one night that um I don't think it was an icebreaker because I don't I don't think I was at EMU anymore. I think he was still um doing college parties. But we get into that because you did a transition. Okay. And you had you had an event there. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. It was so many of them, but. You Remember that balcony that was in there It was kind of like oh it kind of
1: yeah. like looked the dance.
0: Yeah, look. I love I that. Was, yeah, I did too. It was so so yeah. loud I had it in there. I remember standing over there and I literally had this <laughs> this moment like in paid in full when they saw the money falling. Like I
2: had that moment mm-hmm. in
0: Poppy at the <laughs> party and was like, Man, I can do this. That's I know what's I can up. Do this. That's and what's that's up. When I came came about into it, and I actually had to hit up needy, like, look, I'm trying to do this party thing, what I need to know. <laughs> Right,
1: right. You know what, I I love stuff like that because at the end of the day, you know, we all get inspiration from so many places. Sometimes it's not even directly related to what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? But just to see somebody working, persevering and doing something different, you get motivated. And Mm -hmm. you know, when I look at my journey and my story over the years, I always appreciate it when people took the time to just give me advice or uh, help me out in any kind of way. Sometimes People think that help comes monetarily or right. like direct help. Sometimes it comes from just one small piece of advice and encouragement mm-hmm. to make you want to do it. So whenever people talk to me or show any type of interest in doing this, I definitely want to give them, you know, good words and encouragement and hope that, you know, you do it better than what I'm doing. Yep,
0: And you, you're right. You did do that. You uh, you advised me because I was scared. I remember being scared to call. I was like, I don't really know him like that. <laughs> Because I had a partner at the time too, and and I said I know this guy that do parties in the ypsilon area, mm-hmm. but I just kind of know of him. I don't really know him like that. Like I can't just call him and be like, hey. And I think she ended up meeting you first, and then it just kind of went from there. But um, real quick story, y'all. Let me tell y'all, okay? Because Neely been around for my whole little promotion, <laughs> okay? Like, and it was one particular time when I remember saying, Neely, I really want to host, but I don't know how. Like I feel like I ain't had a right,
2: voice. He right, right.
0: Sat on the phone with me for like an hour, was like say this say that do this deepen your voice yeah. bring it up some work because yeah. the thing is i don't think people realize like like he said there's a lot of dynamics behind throwing parties and hosting and it's not just what you see so when you on a mic you're not just talking in the mic you got to know your drink specials you got to know these songs you got to know right things, you got to know a lot right. of things you can't just mm-hmm. be on the mic yeah and that's what you teach me and i'm like oh man th- that's so much more harder than what i thought it
1: was <laughs> right right and, and i love it, like i said I love stuff like that because, you know, some people do things for different reasons. Some people want to make some quick money, Mm -hmm. you know, and and to me, the the best people are really passionate about what they're doing, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. So it's like once you dive into almost anything, I'm not going to lie. Like one thing I've been trying to learn this year is how to produce music. When you start doing something you knew at something, you start to see so many different angles and things you never thought about. That would mm-hmm. even be a factor in doing it. So like you said, with, with hosting, it's like how you project your voice. It's mm-hmm. crowd control. It's knowing how to direct people. For me, one of my favorite things about it is literally talking to individuals. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I Sometimes I say crazy off-the-wall stuff, but it's mm-hmm. to get that one group. I may be specifically talking to one group of people, mm-hmm. but I know 20, 50, 100 may relate to it. But yep. sometimes I directly will see a girl sitting down and I will say something to get her going, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that might turn the whole party up, you know, so yep. yeah. Yes the little nuances and things that you got to learn just just by being around crowds and kind of understanding the dynamics of how human nature is like we all want to enjoy ourselves, we all want to feel good, we all want to celebrate.
0: Yep. I think too what 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 you do well I would say what we do because I did it too but you mm-hmm. can't be afraid to do nothing new like you gotta be able to try things because that might be the thing that works
1: right <laughs> you know? for real I, yeah I know
0: the one thing you say is don't let your friend be born <laughs> you know that's
1: one you of mean, my favorite man. quotes you know what I'm saying <laughs> you it's know like
0: I mean, what saying, <laughs> it make a lot more sense because like the more the majority of your crowd are a lot of females traveling in groups like mm-hmm. it's, it's always gonna be that one female that's sitting down she ain't drinking she's just there. And right, so like, force it's hard to be like, oh, I don't want to be the one he's talking about on the mic. Let me you get know, up. You so know,
1: like, <laughs> yeah. Anything motivating to just get people up in like, you know, it's tough nowadays. Like when we started in the game, it was like people already walked in the party. They would dance with a stranger. It's weird that it's weird that nowadays that that's foreign. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it back back in the day, people would literally walk to the dance floor. Look for somebody that they think is attractive and dance with them. Yep. Like, nowadays, that's like a foreign thing. So it's like we got to work extra hard in this nightlife industry now to make people let their hair down and just have some fun a little bit. So exactly. that's why I think of stuff like that. Don't let your friend be boring and mm. smack your best friend on the butt. Something, <laughs> any anything to motivate people to get up and enjoy that themselves. One. Yeah. we well, ain't got to sit around looking cool all night. Have some fun
0: do that at home. <laughs> right, you know. But, okay, so let's talk about the transition. So, you, boom, you, you took your Eastern, you were doing college parties for a while, right. and then you decided it was time to go to 21 and up. What made you do that transition?
1: <sighs> Man, to be <laughs> honest, you know, there's a lot of factors. At the end of the day, you know, I was getting a little bit older and mm-hmm. just outgrowing my network. It's like, yeah. I was still working out in that area, so I didn't feel as bad, but I was just outgrowing the market where it's like, okay, I'm 24, 25. I'm seeing young 18 and ups coming in. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, I, I just felt like, okay, it's time to grow. And it's, it was a tough decision because I was making a lot of money at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Towards the end of my kind of college careers, like I know in my mind that I could have held on and milked it as long as possible. But if I didn't make, yeah, if I didn't make that change at that time, then I would have either got stuck out there or um, I would have not been able to grow. You know what I'm saying? If I would have waited a few more years, my impact in the city wouldn't have been the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right. And a good thing about it is I was at Eastern Michigan, which a lot of people are from Detroit. So they right. graduate and they go home to Detroit. So it's only mm-hmm. right that, okay. it's a lot of girls, 22, 23, that had partied with me their entire college career, so when they see me back down in detroit they're like okay i know know this this guy's track record yeah Mm -hmm. so you know it it was tough leaving that money and trying to transition (laughs) back in the city but you know we stayed we stayed down and we stayed on the grind with it
0: but you know it's like the it's funny because the 18 up is a lot of money don't don't never get it twisted that's a nice lucrative market definitely it's like if you started off with that market and as you get older your audience gets older so right. if you compare it to them, they're gonna to go to someone else, and then you're gonna be stuck with a younger crowd you can't relate to no more.
1: Exactly.
0: And and I felt like I was scared to do 21. I'm like, man, ain't no money, no 21 and no. I was I don't know what I was thinking. I'm I'm fool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not as big as 18, up because 18 up, you talking about big warehouse-wide icebreakers, mm-hmm. 10 to 20 dollars a person, that's a lot of money. Versus the nightclubs, the dynamics are a little different, we'll get into that. But right. um it is a scary transition. I do understand that. But it, it has to be done because yeah. I know when I started, I was here. I came back to Saginaw because I the same thought you had about EMU, I was like, you know, because I left EMU after two years and I had to end up coming back to my home city in Saginaw because the financial okay. aid didn't work out. yes happened. So when I came back to Saginaw Valley, they party scene wasn't as great as EMU's party scene. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, when I was at EMU, we had –
1: right it was a Thursdays? bunch of venues already gone it was a lot of yeah. opportunity out there yeah
0: yeah so i asked him like what are y'all doing and i was like well you know nothing we go it to go back to the city which still ain't nothing for them because at the time 18 and up wasn't popping in downtown detroit right right so i'm like all right so i'm like we need something here like this don't make no sense and i remember partnering up with um uh, Rashad, shout out to him. It was born fly before he did yeah. wealthy. He was born okay. That's fly. what's up. That's what's up. Got,
1: yeah. Um, Rashad one time for Rashad. Yeah.
0: One time for Rashad and Cuddles. Um, Fifty Bars. He's another one.
1: Yeah, that's my um, brother Fifty. What up, Fifty? Yeah. What's we up? Still, we still do a lot of stuff together. That's my guy.
0: Yeah, I love Fifty. I learned a lot from him too, and we all kind of did the whole Saginaw Valley versus whatever school thing, mm-hmm. that kind of iceberg thing. That's how I got into. It. I'm like, cause we ain't got nothing here. This is ridiculous. Right. But. After for so long, I felt like we can't stay here. I'm about to get I'm 22, 23. I don't want to be here no more with these. I don't want to say kids, but yeah,
1: yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm like I go to 21 clubs. I want to be in that scene. And I, unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, I made this transition quicker than most people. Yeah, but it does have to be done. I know it's scary for a lot of promoters if you start off 18 and up and you want to move but
1: you gotta move (laughs) yeah but for me it's more it's more of a mindset we gotta change like i feel like when i when i was coming up in a promotion game i didn't feel like it was a lot of support for growth it -hmm. was support for okay a lot of promoters are always looking for help like somebody that can give them a boost but not not necessarily to boost them you know what i'm saying it's like they'll put you on an event to help them make a little more money but you kind of going to be capped they'll book you to host They'll book you to um, get a certain amount but not sit at the table. So yep. that's that's another thing that I've been kind of trying to change within the nightlife game myself mm-hmm. is like, OK, I'm looking for people that's making that transition. I feel like the right. best, the very best promoters started in the college years and got that training. I call that training for the right. nightlife. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When, when you grow up in it, you kind of understand some of the dynamics a little better. Not to say that you can't just jump in when you have grown. But the people that started young, started in college, they got a whole different dynamic of understanding behind but, uh, behind how to run the business in it. Mm-hmm. So
2: the basics that, of the business. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so as hard as it it is to transition, I look. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for those young college promoters that have a real passion behind it that want to come up into the 21 and up market and make that transition. There's a few of them out here that are doing it, but you know I'm looking okay. for more.
0: Yeah, I I do see someone come up and I'm like, all right, I see y'all, you know, and that's right. good because I know I wasn't going to be doing nobody's icebreaker at 50 years old. <laughs> so, I mean, right. that, that works for
2: them.
0: I would rather them get the money. I would, rather, I would rather train someone up and let y'all learn how to do this. I'll teach you the business part of it and how right. to do it. It's going to fall in the back. I don't want to be seen. Exactly. So to,
1: so, so to some of them older guys, stop trying to hold on and take right. advantage of the young ones. Grow. That. You go to the next level. And you mm-hmm. put them in your position. You know what
2: I'm yep. saying?
0: And we'll all be winning. We right. So when you transition to downtown Detroit, I know that wasn't necessarily the easiest <laughs> thing because you, you had a little backlash. Of, they thought you was a college promoter. And oh, we oh, yeah. don't know about the city. And this, that, and third. How yeah, did you
1: yeah. overcome that? It it's, that. it's It's tough. It's, it's, you got to know how to navigate. But what I tell some of the guys that are facing the same dilemma now, is to mm-hmm. always be doing your own shit. Excuse my language. I, can I curse on this podcast? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah, always be doing your own shit. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna tell this story real quick because there has been a couple guys recently, like DJs, talking about certain pay rate that they're not happy with or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of discussion in the game about what a host should be paid, what a DJ should be paid, mm-hmm. what what they should be doing, what time they should get there, whatever i'll just tell my quick story so okay. i remember um one of the last big college parties i threw was an icebreaker with um cash dial well cash dial just popped up and Canada. to perform this is mm-hmm. when she had that one uh, uh song that was popping with tinashe she did the remix let me tell you a little something about me and my
0: buzz ass bitch from the three one three that yeah okay i know you're
1: talking about it. <laughs> her um, first song that own one the own one the own yeah. one remix mm-hmm. so then um then, I, uh, I swear, Vezo was the main performer on that on that event. Long mm-hmm. story short, the event profited around $16,000, right? Okay. I had one partner, so I made a lot of money. I'll just mm-hmm. say that. The very next day, I got booked the host at a venue,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was for $150. You know, I could have had a big ego. Where I was yep. like, oh, I'm worth this. I just got paid this last night. Right. I'm not about to go here and make $150, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw the opportunity of being in that venue at the time. Mm-hmm. And I slow grinded it. I knew that I would have to take a little bit of a loss to get in certain doors. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that's right for everybody. But fast forward to today, that venue that I got booked to host for $150, I'm part owner of that venue now. So that's a, that's a good story to tell. You know, I had to put that out there. You get, you For got everybody it. that's like, whatever you're going through within this transition and all of that, just stay down. Always be doing your own stuff so that, you know, nobody can tell you your worth in the game. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So let me get back to the story, your, your original question. I'm sorry. I went <laughs> off track a little bit. You okay. But, you okay. But yeah, so when I first came down to Detroit and I'm doing events down there. Of course, the narrative that, you know, people wanted to play to pay me what they wanted to pay me was mm-hmm. you got mostly a college crowd. You know what I'm saying? Even though I knew a lot of my people back in Detroit now. Like right. I'm a I'm Admiral. a right. I'm a book more booths or bring more people out. My guest list is longer than yours. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> at at the time I had like a, a game on, on on Twitter that was trending real heavy. I had a lot of people playing. It was called filling the Blank. Fill in so the blank. I would use that to to my advantage for getting guest lists to clubs and stuff. So I'll be sending a guest list of like literally 300 people. So, you know, but yeah. at the same time, I wasn't getting the respect that I felt like I deserved or wanted mm-hmm. um, to where it'd be like, okay, I would just be getting booked as a host. I'd be getting like $150, $200 to host for most of the good venues that I wanted to be on. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, I wanted to be at Crave, I wanted to be at 29 Park. I wanted to be at those venues, but to join those teams with those people I knew they weren't going to give me an actual full cut or right. let me in on the actual seat at the table. I would have right. had to come in as a host. So I said, you know what? I'll sacrifice. I can throw my own party this night and make a thousand dollars, but yeah. I'd rather sacrifice because I want to be on 29 park and get those contacts from those people that are at that party. And, that and when network. the park, yeah. And when the party's going on, instead of like in the booth drinking with all the girls, I'm, little, I'm doing that a little bit too, but I'm going around thanking people for coming out. Thank yeah. you for coming to my party. Thank you for coming to my party. So mm-hmm. it's lit. Now they starting to contact me like, oh, that party you had was crazy. So that's kind of like how I built it up. But yeah, it, it took a minute of me like, okay, doing some of those venues with the big dogs per se, but mm-hmm. also throwing my own events to where I'm proving like, you can't tell me I'm worth this much when I throw a party on my own on this day. And I right. had more I had more people. I had two three hundred people on my own. So you can't tell right. me I'm only worth this. Right. So that's my advice with people taking that transition. Always be doing your own stuff.
0: Yep. And pay attention. Like you, you got you gotta listen. That's that's what I learned. Um yeah. Cause see, I didn't get into twenty one up until I came to Detroit with y'all. And mm-hmm. that was for one thing, it was two things that was going against me. I wasn't from Detroit. <laughs> It was 21 and up and i was a female that we yeah, it's
1: tough it's tough for women in the game it it's definitely tough, but it's doable yeah it's doable. It's it is definitely doable there's been a lot of great females that have done their thing for sure you
0: know. but i learned like you, you were actually this. see me i'm telling y'all this man taught me a lot <laughs> <laughs> we got booked on a party i can't even where that party was at i want to say it was blue it was a promoter and i told him he's like Ely! i just got on my first party mm-hmm. Detroit. We we not we not power promoters. We headliner promoters. Like, he's like, okay, cool. Well, how much you getting paid? I said, huh? <laughs> you coming out here? You ain't getting paid? I was like, when well, I was scared to ask because I want, you know, I'm trying to get my name. He's like, no, no, no. Don't be scared to ask. Like, the worst they could say is no. And then he said, and I told, I think I texted you this a while ago. I was like, man, I just, I live off that advice. That the sooner you get, you get over your fear of rejection, the more doors are opened up for you. And I said, all right, I'm gonna ask. the one. Let's see what they say. <laughs> That's and the I asked one them, I tried like, to what's supposed to pay. And they was like, well, what you looking for? I said, Oh, okay. And I gave the price. And it worked. <laughs> was, oh, is that easy? Is yeah. that easy? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Closed mouths don't get fed, but that's the one like that fear of rejection. You can apply that to anything in your life. You gotta just mm-hmm. go after what you want. The worst thing they can say is no. They ain't gonna beat you up for asking. You ain't gonna
0: die. All right. It is you what it is. it is. So you've been in you was in Detroit, um, knocked out. All kind of clubs I remember, Fly 151, Honey, Craig, uh, Elysium. We could go on for that. <laughs> lots of them, <laughs> um, lots of, them. uh, yeah. You 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 cleared the city. I, I can't think of a club I haven't been yeah. where you
1: was on the, the White House. 10 uh, Fish, uh, Tim um, Fish. It's a lot of them. It's a been a lot of them. It's been a long oh, 1701 cigar bar. 1701 shout out to my shout bar. out to my boy Jay Park. Floyd. Oh, Center Park. I love it. I miss
0: yep.
1: it. I miss and that. So,
0: it seemed like as time went on, you got that respect. You you got that staple, and people started to realize, no, Jay Neely, he, that's a, he, he a top elite.
2: Yeah, um, I appreciate that.
0: And it's funny because even when I thought you were at your best, you were still getting better. I'm like, dang, he, like, what's <laughs> <laughs> like, <Dude.
2: laughs>
0: you're pretty much like what what um, what Mike Gardner is in Miami is what you are to Detroit. Like,
1: I appreciate that.
0: So, and that's that's big time to me, to be able to see that growth for you throwing, like, like seeing you go from icebreakers to people not really want to put you on parties because you was a college promoter and didn't have a 21-up crowd. So now they got to go through you now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think that's dope. So, and for all y'all that don't know, he has a party every every Tuesday with his partner, Justin Floyd. Shout out to Justin Floyd. Yep. Uh, Quiet Storm.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll
0: talk about how Quiet Storm came
1: about. That's my favorite event of the week. So, um, Justin called me one day, and um, I got a shout-out my bro, Justin, for sure, because I feel like we had similar entries into this game. Yep, you we were we really like just same type of personality, just cool with everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Not doing too much. Pretty humble at the end of the day. And uh, he approached me. You know, we had already done a lot of different types of events together, and um, it, we we got a we both know how to host pretty like we, you know I play it humble, but we we some of the you best hosts in the host. city. You know fan. what I'm saying? You so, it so it, it's rare to find people with all of the the whole package to so where you can promote, you can book booths, you you appealing to the women, mm. and you know how to host all in a package. So it's like we just mesh well together. So he yeah. called me. He like man, I'm trying to do this event. Um, we should do an all R&B party because we had did an all R&B uh show together at truth music cafe that was good okay. i love r&b he do and then uh, dj slick b was kind of up and coming still pretty new and uh slick had already been doing like a r&b quiet storm mix so mm-hmm. it was like man it'd be perfect if we all linked together we almost added one more promoter but we didn't mm-hmm. so uh justin hit me up like man we should we should try our r&b party and I also cool. got a shout out. uh Nick Marsh, he's from Detroit, but he lives in Atlanta. He was doing an R&B party down in Atlanta, R&B Tuesday. So okay. we, we got his blessing to even do it in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing. You know how this game goes. Somebody sees something, they want to do it. So we reached out to him first, got his blessing, and mm-hmm. then we said, let's rock it. Let's see how, how it goes. That's dope.
0: That's dope. And that's so funny because um, I created mine from y'all, <laughs> me and yep. me and where uh, shout
1: out where okay yeah yeah one time for where you know yeah. where is on yeah. ours now too so we're, yeah, I've been we're, quiet storm.
0: We're, See, yeah he ended up joining James us floyd initially well, it's supposed to be me me i was supposed to meet with you and justin floyd but i think we mm-hmm. got caught up in the photo too and so i met with justin floyd i said listen i want y'all to come to saginaw and just do one quiet storm night like mm-hmm. venue and y'all just come y'all host and just bring that experience here and he said that's cool he said yeah we could do that he said but you shouldn't call it Quiet Storm. You should create your own thing. And I was like, create my own. I don't really. I want to keep doing it. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to keep doing. Mm-hmm. I was just going to do one night. He's like, yeah, but even, even if you do one night, you should just keep get your own brand mm-hmm. because if that well, you need to have your own name. You can't go with right. Quiet storm. You gotta have your right. own. So I'm like, all right, let me think of something. I'll come back to y'all. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept racking my brain. I'm like, man, they got the Colas name. Like I can't. I can't talk Quiet story <laughs> Corny stuff so like Midnight Love, and, and I was like, "This is this is so tacky." <laughs> <laughs> so I came with a name. I hit up where like, listen, what you think about doing? He said, "Yeah, that's dope." And so Justin, Floyd is a re- really the reason why <laughs> I that's love. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna do that. I wanted yeah. to do one night hey, y'all come down to Saginaw, host one night, be done with it. He's like, "No, nah, you should do your own thing." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh,
1: okay." Yeah, and that's love, and that and that's how we are, man. It's like to even approach us about it is love. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like everybody like i said earlier gets inspiration from other places right like we love to work with other people you know it, it wasn't conflicting with ours because it's not right. downtown it's not in detroit it's out there so we we love to see y'all do y'all thing too you know what I'm yeah saying?
0: and i kept and i wanted to be different you know i didn't yeah. want it to be the exact same thing because exactly I I remember one on my last season i had an episode called duplication versus inspiration mm-hmm. and it's okay to be inspired by people but you can't do the exact same thing these right. Like right, right, right you are taking they they biting their you know their event exactly so i remember saying like i like what they doing but i don't want it to be the same vibe so i had mm-hmm. to create something different by bringing the girls in and then bringing a, a, a signature drink in and having these different things that i knew was different from Quiet right. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes y'all would get to artist tributes before me. I'm like, dang, they did
1: it first. Be <laughs> <long>. like, <laughs> yeah, I try to be creative and just think, think of something different. You know how yeah. I go, man. Trying to cool. people, people don't see how tough it is to do a weekly event. It's not easy. Okay. It and is keep it not different. easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to keep it going, like you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying, it's like I think, and it's crazy to say this, but right now, Quiet Storm is the longest running weekly event in Detroit right now. I believe so that's crazy to even think about like before that it was Bosco Thursdays you I know with, with Bravo Justin Phil shout out to those guys
0: yeah you know so to
1: even and I remember that was like a big point of their marketing was like we've been going this many years straight you know it's a staple mm-hmm. now so the the fact the fact that we're here and we've been going this long you know it's a blessing but y'all like gotta I said live it's, on it's tough man it's tough
0: <laughs> yeah it's tough it's to not keep it like like going y'all got like a- It's not like y'all just got like a freaky Friday, you know, where you could just just come everybody, everybody come every Friday. Do
1: whatever. Yeah, we get new themes every week. Yeah, it's a different theme. Yeah, it's tough. And really like doing some bookings, bringing shows, bringing props and different stuff in. It's like, you know, it's a full-time job at the end of the day, but that's how I treat it.
2: Like,
0: Yep. But at the same time, it's kind of. I like challenging i like to see if i can top my last thing so mm-hmm. for me that that type of thing has always been fun for me like right same here yep. it's, 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 it's a job but it's not a job because yeah. i would sit at work like this is what we're gonna do that's dope like you right, know right. you know and, and do it yeah. like i don't think people realize you don't have a lot of time unless you project your events out a month ahead you don't have another time from last week to next week <laughs>
1: yeah and and, and a Another crazy thing about it is, and that's that's a blessing, too, that we built up a following where we can literally drop a flyer two to three days before an event, and it will still do well. Mm-hmm. Now, not not being lazy, I feel like we should definitely plot and plan ahead, but, you know, right. I've always been the person to think outside the box. So sometimes mm-hmm. working with big teams, they'd be like, Neely, no, we, <laughs> we can't do that. What are, you ta- right. what are you thinking? What are you talking about? So now... I feel like fast forward years later, it feels great that I literally can come up with a crazy random theme. And now people believe in it enough to be like, fuck it. Let's go. It
0: worked.
1: Last time your crazy idea worked. So what else you got on the table? Let's do it again. So let's try it again. Let's
0: see. Let's see how this goes. Um, yeah. But I like being around people who don't who who like to try different things. Like, cause if it don't work, it don't work. We ain't gotta do it again. You know, right? Like, yeah. at least try it. And Can't see.
1: be afraid to take a L. I don't. Right. I don't know why. I, like, I've never been that type. Of course, I've I played it cautious t- at times. You know, but I'm not afraid to take a L on an idea. Right. I'm not afraid to look corny. I'm not afraid to look stupid. I'm not afraid to look lame to anybody else's standards. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying. You know, mm-hmm. Detroit real tough. Everybody want to be a certain way. You got to have this, you got to have that. Yeah. I I feel like I always stay neutral beyond anybody's expectations. Like I can be corny sometimes. I can be lame if, <laughs> from whatever standards y'all put out here, I don't care. Right. I'm doing me. I'm enjoying myself and taking care of my family. You know, so right. if I come up with a crazy idea, I, don't, I have no embarrassment behind if If it doesn't work. Okay. If it don't work, it don't work. I'm back to the, like, it, it's so crazy because I got so much stuff going on that if this don't work, I don't even have time to be embarrassed about it. I'm posting the next thing. You on the
0: next on. thing now? Right. We moving on. It, quick. it don't work. You, <laughs> you know? know. It don't work. You know. Yeah. And it, the thing is, I like. That's why I say I like my. I like. I can't work with any and everybody because I need people who's going to think. I don't want to do what everybody right. else. Is I want to. I wanna mm-hmm. need you to be a little bit more innovative because. Um, I feel like this: if there's four people on the team and only one person coming up with the ideas, then what you need the uh, other three for. <laughs> right. I want everybody to come to the table and come up with something dope you know mm-hmm. and if it don't work man all right well we try we'll laugh about it
2: after the fact but let's, right. let's try it, though. right right
0: so speaking of that what's some things you draw inspiration from like how do you stay innovative and creative
1: like you watch <sighs> things or man you know what it's kind of crazy i do a lot of different things like i'm i'm big i'm a big youtuber late at night i'm okay. always up on youtube like and i try i try to get sleep I'm not encouraging people to be like, oh, I'm grinding all these hours. No, rest is important. But a lot of times late at night before I go to bed, I'm on YouTube just searching and seeing things and just Mm -hmm. doing my own research. But to be honest, I'm naturally a creative person. So I tap into a lot of my own, like, interest and things that I like to do and dabble in the nightlife. But a lot of my inspiration lately just comes from um first of all women feeling comfortable
0: okay
1: that's number one that it may sound a little weird but to be honest especially in our culture nowadays like
2: yeah. you
1: got to make a woman feel comfortable i want you mm-hmm. to come to my event and feel comfortable to let loose a little bit you know yep. what i'm saying Where you don't gotta have your guard up so right. how do i do that i'm thinking like okay What's something fun that ladies want to do? So that's where most of my inspiration comes from. Like, you know, a lot of my stuff looks a little crazy, off the wall. But whatever you can do to make your best friend be like, "Girl, that is crazy. Oh my god, let's <laughs> let's do it. Fuck let's it. Do let's do have it. fun." You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's where it comes from, like the the champagne shooter and mm-hmm. ideas like that. I I feel like I'm not the first person to do it, but I'm definitely the first person I saw do it in Michigan. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I'm naturally just a creative person, but, you know, I I get inspired by so many different things. It's hard to even narrow it down to one, but I'm definitely on YouTube just looking up stuff all the
2: time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. When I can't sleep, that's what I do. <laughs> <To> <laughs> Pinterest, uh, mm-hmm. all kind of things. Yeah. Like soap, you know? yeah.
1: So what I do is I I try to utilize that time like some of that downtime to do something that I feel like is going to help me in my business, at least I'm up late at night. All right. I'm not going to be watching my favorite Netflix show. I'd rather research something about my business to help me. You know what I'm saying?
0: And figure out what you can do
1: Mm -hmm. to make it better. What's the next thing? What's, you know what I'm saying? What's a crazy idea that I feel like you almost want controversial stuff to where people, you want that one skeptical person. I love a skeptical person. That make that makes me want to prove them wrong. So it's like, yep. I got a yep. I got an idea that I'm gonna do soon. I'm gonna tell you about it when we off air. I don't want to say it before I, all right. somebody else steal it. But right,
0: we don't <laughs> you need see, no thieves, man. I think I'm gonna
1: do a Halloween weekend. It's gonna be wild. Ooh. I can't wait to okay. uh, to try it out. Okay. Yeah. That ain't never been done before. So
0: that's dope.
1: Right. It's gonna dope. be something fun, Watch. Okay. All right. I like that. I
0: like that. So all right. Now, you already kind of touched on I was going to try to save you, but let's talk about this announcement you just made not too long ago. <laughs> um, okay. So, becoming a club owner is such a major thing. It's funny because I knew you were going to do it. I, I just didn't know it. It just, I thought when you said something like that, I was like, ah, oh, he probably just going to try to find, you know, an old club to try to revive it. That's cool. Right, you know? right, right. That's that's dope. But when I saw Twin 29 Park, I said,
2: huh? <laughs> I'm
0: like, that's so yeah. dope. That's because 29 Park is my favorite club, not just because you on there, but prior to that, 29 Park, besides Flat 151 Elysium, tw- 29 Park was my favorite club right.
2: right, right, right.
0: So I saw that. I was like, oh, we definitely got to go back now.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah. How did that happen? Like, <laughs> was that in
0: the
2: works for years, or
1: did it just kind of pop up? Or- it's, a, it's a really long story. I can tap in on some of it, but not all of it. Okay. But basically um 29 like you said is one of my favorite venues i've ever done and the owner is you know super cool Mm -hmm. and um over the years i think it was 2017 or 18 it might have been 2017 she Mm -hmm. ended up doing some type of partnership i don't know if it was an ownership deal or whatever but she did a partnership and it didn't work out so at that time i approached her like wow i didn't even know that she would even be willing to take a partner on. So I asked her about it at that time. And she kind of just gave me a, I would, I would say a um, politically correct response Mm -hmm. where basically telling me like, oh, she sees potential in me and, and uh, she loves what I do. And she, she thinks that I could really grow in this business and take it serious and go to the next level. And just giving me some advice about some of the things I would face when i switched over Mm -hmm. but basically not right now type of thing you know what i'm saying but maybe one day we could talk about it so at that time i knew you know it's kind of everybody's goal that's doing good in the nightlife to eventually own their own spot or have their own venue Mm -hmm. you know so you know at that time i wouldn't have been ready you know what i'm saying that's it Timing is everything. A lot of people say, oh, you've been doing this so long. It's about time or no, the timing is everything. Mm And if I would have had a venue or had an opportunity at that time, I wouldn't have been prepared to even do what I needed to do to manage it and run it the right way. You know what I'm saying? So fast forward to um, this past year, you know, things have just been going really well. So opportunities, realistic opportunities were there for ownership to where it's like, okay, okay. I've been investing my money correctly, I've been saving my money, haven't been splurging, like a. haven't been trying to look rich, you know how it is in mm-hmm. our society. So it's like, okay, I got enough money to where I could probably buy my own space or buy in or partner with a group of people. So I had another deal on the table and I won't say where it was at, but mm-hmm. I had a deal lined up. It was looking good. Those who know, know already, but mm-hmm. the deal was looking good. And then the, the, the pandemic hit, and then, okay, we're still on the table with it. Let's let's keep it rolling. And then the second shutdown came, and the deal kind of switched up a little bit, to mm-hmm. where they were looking for a different structure. And I just didn't like the new deal that much. So yeah, I was back to the drawing board for a second, where I'm like, okay, I just got to find a building. I got to start over. I don't know, like I know I'm gonna get something, but I'm patient because, to, in, in all honesty. The, uh, the top promoters in this game have leverage so yep. it's like people who don't and that's why i love this podcast we can talk real you know what i'm saying <laughs> i can just give you real but mm-hmm. it's been blowing my mind the past couple years with guys like oh you need to have your own space uh y'all don't understand it's, it's kind of like how um uber doesn't own any cars right you know what i'm saying look how they're thriving same thing right. with the nightlife it's like a lot of deals that I do structure, we we get a percentage of the bar along with the door. So right. it's damn near like we're pretty much owners Our if you owners. with the right with the right situation. So it's mm-hmm. like people don't know what they're talking about. But
2: right
1: um with with this, I after that deal kind of fell apart, I made a couple calls here and there. I had a to be honest, I had maybe four other possible situations where it's like, okay, it's a building here, but it's gonna need to build out. I'm going to need to hire all new staff. Okay. This situation over here is decent, but they need this, that, and the other. So I reached out, I said, you know, I, I raised this capital. I'm serious about it. I don't want to have another year. The way that I had it this year, I made a lot of money. Great, but I need equity. I need, right. I need, I need real equity and I need a home base and I need people that I can trust. And I Mm -hmm. think that is here. I think that is here. So to my surprise, the answer was, okay, we can talk about it. And I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. (laughs) This might work out. So after, after it was a, it was a long negotiation. I won't lie. Then it it started to become real. And then, um, you know, I got my attorney to draft up some paperwork. We had to switch it up a few times, but, you know, to, to my joy. And it, it just fit, you know, 29 park. I feel like I'm a, a I feel like I'm the best of both worlds where it's like, I'm from the hood, but I'm college educated. I can blend in, I can blend in any room. You know what I'm saying? I got family. I got people in the hood. I can be in the hood. I can go corporate. I can be around both sides. And I feel right. like that's what 29 park is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, the urban crowd, my black people are welcome, but you got to bring a certain standard. Don't bring too much riffraff. We can turn up, we can have fun, and that's what it has always represented. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect for my brand. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect deal. Mm -hmm. You know, at at one point I didn't, and I know I'm rambling kind of long with this question. You know, at at one point I almost quit. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was in quarantine, like thinking about another another way. It was like all this success over this past year or two, two, three years, and they can just shut it down whenever they want. You know, I was hurt. I was like, yeah. maybe I should find another route. Maybe I should go into real estate. Like yeah. maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. But I knew that, you know, I'm passionate about this nightlife thing. I do it for real. Like yeah. I, for, I would say almost five years ago now is when I fully committed to it. Mm -hmm. to a lot of people's dismay a lot of even even some of my inner circle of promoters like you ain't gonna work no job you got a degree you wasting your time bro like why you wasting your degree like you can have a good job and do this i wouldn't just i wouldn't just take this little nightlife money dog you got to do both so when i fully committed that's when everything flipped over you know that first year of not having a job and working this it was a grind you know what i'm saying that first year was a grind and then took off and I've been comfortable ever since I left the so-called rat race to the, the work in right. force but you know I'm grateful that you know the 29 park deal was just a perfect fit for both sides right. you know what I'm saying so you know we just started and I just got it feels good like I didn't I don't get too high or too low anymore it's like right. I'm appreciating that I appreciate the actual journey so it's like I'm mm-hmm. celebrating I'm happy for my accomplishments but at the same time I understand that life not not just your business life is a never-ending journey of just enjoying the day you know right. what I'm saying Enjoy. so so I'm grateful but it's like work is just beginning like right now I just have more equity I have more stability and um, I have even more of a means now to show other people a good time right. I don't have to be greedy I don't have to tax you at the door exactly come on in come grab some drinks some affordable drinks we're not we not charging the arm and the leg for bottles or or drinks we, we're making it fair so i'm excited that the deal was able to go through
0: i'm excited too this this is when i started i was like i want to cry like, <laughs> <laughs> like i signed the papers like i'm like this is so amazing yeah. See, I, is because it's something this is the thing like i've been telling myself like you know this is why you got to surround yourself with people that's Doing something and that's, right, that's really moving in their purpose because it does nothing but motivate you to do the same thing, right. I don't have people around me that's not that's not making moves like everybody around me. It's like I don't want to be the eye man out, no. right? <laughs>
1: so, and you guys, i
0: got you guys, a you guys, uh, luxury vehicle uh, company owners, I got a little bit of everybody, so I'm like, man, he owns 20 minutes. It's a win, like I feel like it's a win for me too. So I was
1: love, love, and <laughs> I got it. gotta do this real quick i'm so sorry i don't mean to cut you off but talking about the announcement i gotta give a real big shout out to cardiac films and Jess chelsea the photographer they came through for me and did such an amazing job on the day that shoot cardiac literally shot that in one day and got it edited got the video done within less than 24 hours man so i really got to thank cardiac my guy martez man i appreciate you man if you ever need any type of video work done you better hit up martez cardiac Films, man Look.
0: okay and, and chelsea did her thing too with the photography she got real good still shots real good everything everybody did their thing on that. i was very impressed with all the work on that um i'm glad you told that story because you know, you write right, and especially in nightlife. I can't speak for other industries because I'm not in those other industries. But I know when you get to a certain plateau in the nightlife, the first thing everyone says is, well, you should own a nightclub. or You should be right, 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 right. But you got to understand that timing is everything. I know people like to say, no, the time is now. No, not necessarily. And it's not always <laughs> like that. Sometimes right. you got to put in a little more groundwork to get the foundation, too. Uh, sometimes exactly. I think people move too hastily onto things like that and not understanding you because I think the reason why it works for you is because for one thing, you've been working with a lot of different nightclubs over a period of time and you know how this how that nightclub business works.
2: Right. And you
0: know how you wanna run it, how you don't wanna run it, people you work with who you were like, no, nah, never again. And people were like they were really right. good, you know. Yep. So you have that experience. But when you don't have that and you're trying to run a nightclub. You're gonna run through some things that you probably was like, I ain't know This came with all this. Yeah, that's why we told exactly. you that we're not working. <laughs> because yep. it's a lot more than just opening the door to a nightclub and standing in the back. It's some work for a nightclub. Yeah. So I think definitely you're good for that. I think she couldn't did no better with that Was you. Was
1: <laughs> the- <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, you know, I'm excited to get to work. And like you said, yeah, sometimes you really gotta build that foundation. Uh mm-hmm. but even when you have experience, you're gonna go through things that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I'm literally in week one and I'm learning a lot and I'm, you know, taking my time and, you know, I want to be the best that I can be. And I want to make sure people feel safe and that they know that when they come to me, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure you have a good time.
0: Yep. Yep. He will. He will. <laughs> he may come to the door right now, but he's going to come to the door when, when at 29 Park. You know what I'm but, you know, another thing with the job thing, because I was there for you and he, was, and he was like, I'm about to quit my job. I'm like, oh, you are? Cool. Yep, like, yep. You know, but the thing is, too, even with that, it, it's timing with that. You know, don't be so quick to quit your job if you don't know right. your plan. I'm not saying quit your job and then just hope things work out. I'm saying quit your job and know what you're going to be doing, like, exactly. and your purpose, um, because I think people see what other people are doing and think, like, I want to do that. Yeah, but that's not easy either. Like, right. don't get it twisted. I may not be clocking in every day at somebody's job, but I'm definitely working.
1: <laughs> yeah, people don't, and and that's why I try to like, even when I'm talking to like you said, people in the nightlife. I tell them my struggle too. I'm mm-hmm. not one of them people. Just oh, it's it, it's lit now, and I'm focusing on that. No, I'm I'm gonna give you the real about some of the struggles that I face in these years. Like definitely, like we live in a culture of. Everybody posting the wins. Everybody think it's cool to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's cool to own your own business. OK, it sounds good. But can you yes. put the real work work in? It's like I I worked when I got out of college, I worked a job for six years that mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily like. But, you know, I'm big on just enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. So I, I stayed there for six years before I was able to leave. And when I left, to be honest, I wasn't fully prepared to lean on just, the nightlife or anything else Mm. that i was doing it was a leap of faith and i had to figure it out you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's just all about what's best for you like but never look at somebody else's situation and feel like oh i want to do that or
0: right
1: it worked for them you know what i'm saying but you can of course get inspired but Mm -hmm. just know that your journey is going to be different than anybody else's journey what's yours is yours you got to go through it yourself to learn right
0: And I'm not going to encourage you to do exactly what I did, or you know, exactly because I did what I did for me because it worked for me. You know? Right. I continued to work a job because it worked better for me to work a job. I wasn't making right. a whole lot of money in the nightlife industry where I could pay all my bills and still live my lifestyle. Right. Right. Just that money, you know. That's that's just me being real. Like I didn't. It wasn't like that, you know. Yeah. And I want people to understand that because I think y'all got this misconception that. Every promoter
1: is rich. Uh, no. <laughs> right. That's, that's and great, that, that's trust great. me, I was there too. So I, I want to make that clear to people. Like, I, I've had many up and down years in this game. I've mm-hmm. had years where, oh, I'm, I'm good. I don't need a job, but I still work right. a job. Then I had years to where I didn't have a job and I left my job that first year. And I'm figuring it out as I go along. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. I only made $200 this week. Shit. Or, rent
0: this week. You, you know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I, I've had those times. I've had those ups and downs to get to where I am now. And, right. you know, it took grind. It took being smart about your money. Yep. It took saving, this investing. Way. It took some help every once in a while. You never know. I, I don't like to ask for help from anybody, but, you know, it was times where my uncle helped me out before. I wanted to do a big event, mm-hmm. and I couldn't fund it. So he believed in my vision and what I was doing. So he invested in it.
2: Yeah. But
1: you know, it's it's a journey. You gotta get through it on your own. You you gotta figure out what works best for you. And that mm-hmm. comes with trial and error. But I yep. definitely would suggest priorities first. Priorities you know first. Priorities plan first. Out, plan it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because it, it it's like it's like with anything. Anytime you go into business for yourself, you're gonna have these up and down moments. Sometimes some days some day you're like, man, we're doing real good. I'm about to quit. And then some days like dog, I, I don't want
1: this, to be <laughs> that to entrepreneur life. life. That entrepreneur life will have you pulling your hair out sometimes. So
0: exactly. It's, like, it's not always easy. Cause like I said, the one thing that I, I, I did, I wrote this, I did this thing where I wrote in my journal about the things that I loved about myself, just so mm-hmm. I could start to stop dwelling on the things I didn't like. Yeah. And start dwelling on, like yeah. what you do that you do like. And one thing I said that I liked was that no matter. How monetarily well we did on the event, my attitude was the same at the event. So like you know, when I did an event, as long as people were there and they were having a good time and they were dancing, that's amazing. And said I had so much fun. It's been times I walked out of out of shares i me be with fifty dollars. That's it, mm-hmm. and that's not the paying everybody. Times I walked out with nothing. Mm-hmm. Times I walked out with thousands. But my attitude was the same either way. You didn't. I don't right. wear that on my face. I may go home like, <laughs> like that's you know,
1: real. But
0: there in front of these people, my job is to make sure you have a good time. You know, yeah. I want to get that same vibe. I don't want my vibe to be fueled by money. You like, know, you know, if we're doing good, then I feel good. If we're doing bad, I don't want to be bothered. Like you can't be like that.
1: Right, so, right, right.
0: That's why that will be my advice to anybody that's going into you know nightlife. It ain't gonna be every night. You're gonna be busting out thousands or even hundreds sometimes.
1: You gotta do do it for the right reasons. And that's the thing. And, you know, I learned that kind of early on. I always feel like I've been a thoughtful person in general, just a people person. So, you know, I'll admit that it was a time where I first started popping in college and I was starting to lose. You know, you get caught up in the hype a little bit. I started shopping and doing a little stupid shit, (laughs) not being smart with my money. But, as far as the way you treat people, I made a I made an Instagram post about it not too long ago. But mm-hmm. I take pride in being the same person no matter what level I'm on. You yep. would never you would never see me start making a certain amount of money and start being an asshole to people or start being cocky and shit. You know, right. what I, mean? I feel like whether I'm whether I got no money, whether I got a little bit of money, a lot of money, or I'm rich, when you talk to me and when you see me. My personality and how I treat you is always gonna be the same. It's gonna be love when I see you. It's gonna be mm-hmm. how you doing. It's gonna be what's up, you wanna drink? Yep. Let's have a good time. You never gonna be able to look at me and tell how I'm doing financially based on my attitude or any of that shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I, I really I'm really happy that you pointed that out and said something about that. That's real. Yeah. I
0: mean, to me, that's why it, you know, and honestly, you can kind of tell the people. I don't want to say promoters, but, yeah, let's say promoters. (laughs) You can kind of tell promoters (laughs) that's money-driven and the ones that's people-driven. Right. It's it's a different way they operate. Right. And um, that's what I mean by when I say I don't want to work with just anybody because I don't really care. It's been times I've been through parties, like, you know, everybody free for 10 o'clock. Just get there. Like, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. feeling good, you know. Mm just because I just want people to have a good time, like, you know. Yeah. If you just gotta, if you don't have a love for people, this ain't gonna be the industry for you. Let's start with that. Um, if you, if you don't, if you don't have compassion for people, if it's all about a dollar, you gonna have to come out of this because you're not right. going to get that following. You never right. gonna be who you want to be like that.
1: You gotta show love to get it,
2: love.
0: Yeah, the reason why people like you make it, and I, I keep saying Mike Gardner in Miami because that's like one of the people I look up to. Yeah, it's got- because y'all love people. Like you, can, mm-hmm. it's evident. People come to live, first person they see is him and he like, man, we're we gonna get some bottles and we gonna live in town. Don't worry about it. you know. That's person. He
1: definitely one of the goats, him and A G in Atlanta. A G in Atlanta, yep. Yeah. They, the, they the goats for sure when it come to this business. So
0: And they've been in for a long time and I mm-hmm. I, I listened to their stories and again they had struggles too. They had things that, that didn't work out, you know, mm-hmm. but they didn't stop. And that's the beauty of it. That's the genius thing. You don't yes. stop. You're gonna do it. You gotta
1: going. appreciate the journey in this shit, man. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's never an exact angle. No, it's like every day you gotta be happy to be alive, and you gotta be just enjoy the moment. The present is all we got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You never know when when it's gonna be your last day. So I try yep. to live like that, man. Like exactly. I just try to keep a form of balance and just spread love to people so I can get love back. That's it.
0: Yep. So speaking of love, let's move into the fact that you're a father Uh-oh. now. You're a family man
1: now. <laughs> I can't even hide the smile on my face. I got the cheesing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw that best yeah. the real thing. Yeah, like, b- bluntly speaking, I'm going to be really blunt about this. Like, okay. when it comes to the nightlife, people know that it can be a very toxic environment over the years. Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew that when I finally did have kids, I was going to be an amazing father, but it's even more amazing than I would have expected. Like, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to my wife, Kermin. You know, Kermin. She was, uh, you know, I met her when I was already doing this nightlife stuff. But, you know, I definitely got to shout her out. As much as I love my kids and be there every day, it's a lot on mamas, man. So I just got to. Yes. I had to shout her out, man. Like, yes. no matter how much I'm there, them babies want their mommy sometimes. Be a lot of work on mommy. So mm-hmm. you know, I do my best to try to keep some type of balance and uh, make sure that I'm, you know, giving her a little bit of a break. But yeah, being a father is like super amazing. It's one of the best things about life right now. Watching my yeah. kids grow, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling.
0: I know it is. And so, did, how do you keep it balanced though? Cause I mean, you you got an event almost every day of the week, except for what, two days? So how, how do you keep it balanced to give enough time to the family? Look,
1: somebody came in the camera hi. real quick. Hey. Say hi. Hey. <laughs> He just got back home, so he came to say what's up real quick. Uh,
2: <laughs> All right, go ahead,
1: love you, love you, John John. All right, take him. All right, love you, John John. Love you, big boy. But yeah, Sorry to keep it balanced. That's a lot. To this it's tough to it's tough to keep it balanced. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's it's hard. You really you just gotta try your best to allocate certain days and activities towards you know the family days is like certain days that i'm off and it's tough because this business never it never ends to be honest like so it's like it's days where it's like okay i don't have an event wednesday the wife gonna expect me to be with her and the kids all day or spend Mm -hmm. a full family day but it don't always work like that i'm getting right tons of calls and texts all day People that want to meet, that want to do an event or wh- whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like you really just got to do your best to keep that balance as much as you can, and schedule date nights, schedule time for the fam.
2: But
0: yep,
1: it's a never-ending battle.
0: That said though, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's interesting. See, that's what I'm saying. The dynamic of promoters is really starting to change because the people that I came up with are married and got kids now. Like you, just, right? Used right? To be, you was promoter, like you was the one with all the females, and not necessarily you, but just. You know, that that was a narrative for promoters, like the ones that got all the females and da da. Mm-hmm. But I think with, with you, and then I know Bravo, I think he's married too. Um, mm-hmm. and Justin, shout out just the floor, he just had his kid. Yeah. Uh, being family man, that's a big deal. Like these promoters got girlfriends, like they they got mm-hmm. relationships with wives,
1: they not <laughs> I'm I'm loving it because we're changing the narrative a little bit of mm-hmm. the way you do it. And a lot of people be looking at it a certain way where they like, "Oh, you married? You can do that. You can do this. You can do that. Like it's a business for me. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to hide the fact that I'm married or none of that. You know, you see it in this business a little bit, but it's like, I'm doing my job. I'm not going to lie. Me being married. I thought it would hurt me initially when I first got married and I settled down got a girlfriend. I thought it would hurt my business. But at the end of the day, you know, I can do, mostly the same things it can hurt you a little bit with some of the women that might like you whatever but you know at the end of the day I feel like it makes a lot of women more comfortable the fact that when I reach out and I try to get them to come they Mm -hmm. know I'm not trying to get at them I ain't trying to whatever you know what I'm saying they know I'm genuinely trying my best to make sure they come out and have a good time right I keep it very blunt when I reach out to women I'm like oh you pretty I need pretty mm-hmm. girls in my booth. I'm married, yeah. so I ain't trying to get with you, but some of my guys might. You did,
0: right? Can't, I can't like, speak for them, but <laughs> I keep
1: I keep it very blunt when it comes to that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I but, think
0: too, you know, as you get older, like you got the crowd is starting to change too. Like we're not at the age where we look for the promoter. We trying to take the promoter no more. Like that's right, it, that's yep. kind of a younger mindset. You know, you know, Before my age and your age, we if we going out, it's just because we really want to have a good time. Like, exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. get drinks. You know home. what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it works. It works off of y'all.
1: I know. Definitely. Been a I good just balance. Tell you that
0: I'm proud of you, Jake.
1: Thank man. you. I'm proud of you too. I'm and I like your man. podcast. I'm honored that you had me come on here. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I appreciate you. you. You always been genuine people, you know, out of out of people that I met on this journey in this nightlife. You definitely one of them, one of the good ones that's always showed me love, always had good intent. Always treat people well, so you know I'm always rooting for you. Always got your back. I'm always here anytime you need to talk. I thank you for being a genuine friend always. Oh man, cry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you. You know, like I said, you've been my mentor for years. I mean, I kind of just made you into my mentor, and like he said, you know, I'm taking on my wing. I was like, no, you're
1: gonna teach me how to do this. It's love. We just had that genuine love. So anytime you ask me something. Yeah. You, know, you know i'm always every here every time every time
0: the bigger you got he still answering the text i'm like man he ain't gonna think ain't <laughs>
1: like you got time for this yeah. i'm like
0: yo what you think about this this is a good idea you know
1: you know i'm so, gonna keep it real with you every time every give you that time. real yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. the real the real vibe that's stupid
0: yeah yeah <laughs> but i definitely appreciate you being a guest on the podcast always great to have people like you that's doing stuff and making positive moves in the community, being a staple. Um, and then you, you gotta think that you a you a young black man. So we got these young black boys can see you being a club owner and being a college educated man. That's a big deal to me. You
2: got
0: some. Uh, to so you you know that's that's the yeah. big thing. So before we end this out, I gotta ask every guest to leave us off on some positive words.
1: Okay, positive words. <laughs> I would say live every day to your fullest show love let your guard down don't be afraid to spread love like i'm over the past few days i've just ran into and just talked to a few people that just got that guard up you know what i'm saying based on whatever happened in your life you know what i'm saying people just like oh you can't trust people you can't don't worry about the reaction of other people or how if they're going to reciprocate what you give just you know what you give. So my my message is like <laughs> spread love. Be happy every day. Find what makes you happy and do that every day. That's it.
0: That's love. I love those. I love that. Y'all heard that, man. Take that, take those words and get the week with it, okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, man. It's been real. This is Lipstick Diaries. I'll see y'all next week. Kay?
1: See you. Appreciate you, homie.
0: Yep. It's about to go off.